Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. This is Eli Honore. I'm a multimodality technologist currently based out of Miami, Florida. There are tons of people who have jobs that they hate to do their jobs, but they're not happy. So for me, being happy is about setting the goals and then focusing on those goals and always looking at the big picture because I know it's all kind of leading somewhere. When I was younger, I, I was a lot like how I am now. Just I, I have an unlimited amount of interest. At least it, it, it seems that way. So, you know, when I was a kid, I think I went through, I ran through the gamut of career paths in my head. And if you asked me one day, I'd say, I want to be a cop. If you asked me the next week, I'd say, I want to be a firefighter. If you asked me the week after that, I wanted to be a rock star. Then I wanted to be a teacher. Then I wanted to be an astronaut. So I really, some kids kind of settle on something. I, I know people that when they were a kid, they said they want to be a doctor. And that answer pretty much never changed. Or I want to be a lawyer and that never changed. And I think that's awesome. And it's amazing to have that kind of like self-awareness and, and understanding and who you are and to stick with it. But I've had so many different interests and passions and those things have kind of waned and changed and um, evolved and it's still kind of that way now. So I think it was a gift and a curse um, because, you know, you, you end up, if you have that kind of personality, you do end up taking like the more scenic route until you you somewhat settle on something that you love and you can do for a long time. Even for jobs that I feel like I'm not qualified for, I think I always have a shot because I've done so many different things and worked in different arenas and had a, a unique set of um, experiences. I was really into music and I thought I was gonna do that for the rest of my life. And when I realized that I no longer wanted to, I did think um, early, early, early on, I was going to be able to do it forever. Like just be a musician and that's what I wanted to do. Whether it was playing at bars and whatever or being a session player in, in the studio for other musicians or putting out my own stuff. So when I realized that, oh no, I don't want to do this, it really scared me because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I loved music and it was my passion, but I didn't enjoy the lifestyle and I didn't enjoy the instability and I didn't want to be a touring musician. I didn't want to be a superstar either um, because I'm somewhat of a private person and I enjoy, um, you know, kind of having a, a normal life. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So probably in my second or third year, um, I was studying mu music education. I was like, man, I really need to get serious about exactly what I want to do. And um, that that's when I became a music teacher, essentially. But very quickly into that, I realized I didn't like it. I didn't like the school system. I didn't like, you know, everything. I didn't like the pay. I There were just so many things about it that made me realize man I can't do this for the next 20 years so then I started kind of searching for the next thing um, which is what landed me in in the healthcare field 
by luck, my sister at the time had a best friend who was an x-ray tech, and she was also a, a mammal tech, so she did a mammography. And I picked her brain, and I picked her brain, and I talked to her, and she kind of gave me, like, the reading material and the, the website to go to. And I just, I, I really fell in love with it because it was really the best of both uh, worlds for me. It was healthcare, which was stable. You'll always be able to have a job um, because people are always getting sick. And it was cool because you're basically playing with giant computers and really cool toys, you know? So it was a great combination of cutting edge technology and helping people. Um, and it's weird because the, it, as a musician, like I didn't think I'd be in healthcare and I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I do. But this specific field, because healthcare is really broad. Um, you could be a doctor, a nurse, you can work in the ER as a phlebotomist, as a tech, you could be a paramedic, you could be a respiratory therapist. You know, it, it's, it's really endless. You could work in the lab, you could be a pharmacist. But I felt like I fell in right into the perfect, the thing that's perfect for me and really speaks to kind of just the way my mind works. Um, you get to play with cutting edge technology you're helping patients the the discipline that it takes to be a musician i was kind of able to pivot and apply that to to school and i was able like the it's funny because i'm i'm super creative and i'm super spontaneous musically um and kind of those skills i also spontaneously fell into imaging right and I, there's so much overlap in uh, the skills that it takes to be the process that it takes to be a good musician and the process that it takes to be good at anything. Right. Um, so I, I, I really just kind of through through chance fell into to healthcare. I used to work at a really, really big hospital and they put me in charge of uh, uh, kind of an important project and uh, without getting too specific I, I basically dropped the ball on the project and for a long time it I felt like I was kind of on the hot seat and um, you know at the time it was super embarrassing it was really um, you know it, it made me question if I was in the right career and you know, when you work for a really big company and you're, it's it's really difficult to stand out. Um, but if you make a mistake, you you feel like you'll have that. Um, not 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 so much an you know, it's kind of hard to get out from under that that cloud, you know, and um, those those certain things, negative things, tend to follow you around. Um, and just breaking out of that um, reputation, like a negative reputation in a big company is really, really difficult. Um, so yeah, that that failure haunted me for a very, very, very long time. Now, what ended up happening as a result of that is that um, one of the biggest people at that company, um, uh, like a, a VP, for whatever reason, uh, word got back to him and that person 
kind of took me under their wing and and mentored me through many many other successful projects um at work and even outside of work and that person to this day is is someone i i lean on heavily and uh, depend on heavily and pick i pick their brain about everything and it's weird because had that monumental failure uh not happened i would have never even met this person um but yeah they literally pulled me into the office and they said hey you were in charge of uh, this project what happened and i told them and we kind of struck up a, a a professional relationship which later became a friendship and yeah it, it's been i can't even ex put into words how instrumental um their guidance and their advice has been um, since that happened, you know, and a lot of the things I've been able to accomplish and learn, um, it, you know, wouldn't have been possible without that. I think what, one of the most important things I've learned um, from him is just in terms of a leadership style, I, I never... I've worked for a million companies and, and I've, I've been around in healthcare. Um, there's a strong focus on providing good care as there should be because, uh, you know, that's, that's the center of what you're doing. Um, you're helping people get better. So the care needs to be excellent, but there, there's never a good focus and you know we're we're generalizing here. And a lot of people slip through the cracks, and um, they feel unheard. And the biggest thing I learned from him was, if you treat your employees really, really, really well, and show them that you care and be empathetic to their various situations, there's kind of a ripple effect where they'll feel valued, and they'll be loyal, and they'll be happier. Um, there'll be, you know, you, 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 you kind of create, you foster an, uh, an atmosphere and an environment where people are generally happier and their performance is always, always better. So, um, jumping ahead a little bit when, when I got into leadership roles or leadership positions or training situations where people depended on me. Um, the people that depended on me or that I was in charge of, I always want, wanted them and want them to, because now I have my own company, want them to feel valued, feel heard and understood and just be empathetic to whatever, whatever's going on. And if, if I've got to go back for them to, um, you know, to upper management, I do so and I let them know that I have their back and the response is always, always, always positive, and you always get the best performance out of your employees that way. That That's the thing that I learned from him that I really hadn't seen much of until I met I met this person. You know, um, you know, people, the higher up you go in the chain, um, the more disconnected it people tend to be. You know, and it and it isn't intentional. It's just kind of a function of the job. You know, they're kind of in some office, fifteen floors up, making decisions, but they're making decisions about people 
who sometimes they never meet or they interact with very uh, seldomly and they don't understand their perspective. So I think, um, again, I guess reiterating the point, um, just never kind of losing sight of that and always making your employee um, feel valued. It, It goes a long, long, long way. And and the most important thing is that I didn't learn that from him because he told it to me. Like, we never really had a conversation. I mean, I think I've mentioned it to him since, but he never said those things. He showed them. I was like, man, this guy actually cares. It's not just he's not putting up a front. It's not for show. He actually cares about what I think. You know, he picks my brain and... You know, um, and and not just me, all his employees, you know, um, he asks for your input in major decisions and then actually takes, you know, takes the good ideas and implements them. You don't you don't really get a lot of that in huge companies. So I thought that was that was really awesome, uh, a really awesome lesson that uh, no matter what I do, it's applicable everywhere. And sometimes the only way to get there is to try different things. Right. So um, I thought I wanted one thing. I tried it. It didn't work out. I had to pivot and try something else that didn't work out. And then here I am. And I found something that kind of works for me, gives me um, the income level that I want, um, gives me the flexibility that I need to be able to um, have a family and to be able to um, dedicate to my other interests. So it's it's really important to to a know what you want and b play to your strengths right so whatever you're good at if you're if you're a techie person and you're good with technology and those things interest you then you know that kind of narrows it down the most important thing is just trying trying things out trial and error um, because even when you do love something and you're passionate about it for example me and music you know, I wouldn't have known if I would have never tried, I probably would have regretted it my whole life. I had to kind of try to make music my career and, and follow that dream and get there and see ah, it's not exactly what I thought it'd be. And I really don't want to do this. If I had never done that, I would have regretted it for the rest of my life. I think I still kind of have two or three different uh, career changes in the books for me.